HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I do my show on the Heritage Radio Network because I think it's important to talk about the impact of technology on our lives. I do my show to reach home cooks and help them do better. I love getting together with people in the industry. I like hosting my show because, to me, it's the stories about people and their relationship to food that help make the food more interesting and more delicious. Our hosts do their shows as a labor of love, but we still need your financial support in order to keep the lights on and keep the tape rolling. Please become a member today at heritageradionetwork.org. Today's program is brought to you by Cane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit cane5.com. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, and welcome to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. Um, here today with Jack Inslee, and you might not know him by name. Uh, you should know him by name if you've been listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org for the past seven years because he's been the man behind all the voices in the engineering booth making us sound better than we really sound. Um, and it, it, it's Jack's turn to talk. Uh, I just recently listened to your interview with Damon Bolte, and... Um, it was hard not to get sentimental because, I mean, this has been your life for the past seven years, but it's also been my Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern for the past six and a half years. Uh, I was lucky enough to be invited into the station, you know, early on, and we didn't know what we were doing. No. <laughs> no, no, we, no, no, definitely we, not. we were here having fun. It was, it was a, a phenomenon rather than a verifiable business, but... Uh, if you look at where we stand today and what Heritage Radio has done, um, a lot of those efforts are certainly due to what you've done, Jack. So thank you for that. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me here. Excellent. And you've done good. Yeah. You've learned about food and things. I would say we're a great um, uh, case study in trial by fire <laughs> across the board. Absolutely. Um, and in that, I mean, let, let's talk about your exploration of the topics that happen here at Heritage because... I mean, let's let, let's trial by fire. It's, it's kind of an interesting segue because cooking wise, y you were a suburban, you know, frozen food supermarket kind of guy. Um, 
now you eat what fermented shark fermented whale in iceland <laughs> yeah exactly it's kind of like the perfect storybook uh producer story here right like fast food addiction and diet and then coming out of it like you said i try to cook for many of the cookbooks of authors you have on the show you know um so I've, I've learned a lot here. The fermented shark you brought up was really not good. That's not an example of, of like an accompli- culinary accomplishment. That's yeah. I mean, we can go into the depths of that because, you know, as a tourist, um, you've, you've just come back from tour. You know, yes. In Europe with your girlfriend, Odetta Hartman, and her amazing album, 222, which, you know, you, you help produce. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're abroad or when you're anywhere other than home... Uh, uh, there's that tourism versus traveler thing. And what you experience, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe ordinary to that area or maybe extraordinary because you haven't had it before. But what, what's good? I mean, is fermented? Well, you just said it's not good. No, I mean, <laughs> well, I wanna, I'll start with this kind of thought because in a place like Iceland, it's really interesting because there are these exotic foods. And as an adventurous eater, like me or many people are, you know, you go there and you're like, I want to try the foods of Iceland, even if it's supposed to be horrible. I want to try the hakarl, the fermented shark. I want to try the puffin. I want to try the whale. Very controversial eating whale. Iceland is like one of three places in the world that still eats whale. Um, there's an international treaty against it. So, you know, I seek all those things out. And then I have this horrible realization that, you know, these foods are really being sold to tourists. And, and no one in Iceland is really eating any of those things. Um, so there's a fine line, right, between that authentic experience and then kind of being duped a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we invite people into our studio and we feed them pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the authenticity in that in Brooklyn? The authenticity of pizza in Brooklyn? Yeah. I mean, what's more Brooklyn than pizza? Yeah. yeah. But we're not pulling the wool over anybody's no. eyes by serving them. Certainly not. Pizza is like the most democratic food yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> is. So then how do you find the pizza of Iceland? Well, that's probably the thing I learned most at Heritage Radio is kind of how to navigate the world and find what's authentic and of the place. And, it, it you know, you ask questions. It's funny because I was in Paris also on tour, and I had been in Paris before working at Heritage, right before, actually, right before I got the job. And comparing my two experiences, like pre-Heritage and post-Heritage, it's night and day. Because when you don't really know where to look and who to ask, you just pick the first you know place on the street, and you're like, this looks like it could be authentic, and you just don't know. But... All it takes is one good bartender or waiter, and you ask them, hey, I'm from New York. I'm really interested in food. Where where do you go to eat? Where should I go? Where do you go after work? And they're like, well, my favorite dive bar is this place. Then you go to that dive bar. You ask that bartender, where's your favorite lunch place? You know, And then all of a sudden, you find yourself on like a real tour of that city. Or 30 decent hosts and thousands of archives of shows. For sure. Yeah. You know, the amazing thing, too, is coming into the station, I remember it used to be cordial. Not mm. that it isn't anymore. I used to say <laughs> hello to you. I'm like, what's up, Jack? But then I started changing how I spoke to you, and it was I was trying to pull information out of you because mm. I realized how many people you were meeting, how many people you were talking to, and you were distilling the best of the best. You know, so right, I, I, right. Got, I got this weekly recap. I'm like, so what's been going on? And at first it was like, nothing much. And then it was this diatribe of, of how you thought about food. From from you know, uh, a, you know, a taste standpoint, but also a very philosophical and societal standpoint as well. So, I mean, what are your food ideologies? My favorite is uh, I have to give credit to Michael Anthony, the chef at Gramercy Tavern, of course, and Untitled, who um, has really been pushing the agenda of uh, eating food in bowls. 
as a way of reducing the amount of meat that you're eating. So moving away from that like center of the plate big steak or pork chop into ground or whatever, you know, shredded meat or whatever. Just it's it's a way of like you know um, reducing that portion of meat. Um, I love that idea. Yeah, actually. I'd love to reference one of the shows that I had on, uh, Lucas, Lucas Volger, exactly. because the Bull Cookbook, both you and I have significant others that aren't really meat eaters. So I'm like, this, this is, is going to help your relationship. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But, I mean, taking that away, um, you, you've also tried to inflect your ideology on other people now, too. I mean, how, right. does, how does your family take that? Oh, family and friends. I, I mean, I'm like the most pretentious person in the world to them now. <laughs> It's, like, insufferable for them. I'll show up to Thanksgiving and be like, here's this great goat's milk cheese that uh, I did a whole radio segment on. They're like, I don't care, you know? They want the the, the packaged cheddar and pepperoni thing from the supermarket. Yeah. And it, sometimes it's tough. But then again, I mean, like, for example, I get to go. I have a residency with my um, DJ collective full service in Miami. And I've been able to every month kind of take them on culinary tours of South Beach and introduce them to new foods that they've never tried. And that's the most exciting thing. You know, when you see a friend of yours and they're like, no, 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 I don't eat that. And then you bring them somewhere and, and you feed them a good version of that thing they think they don't like. So what is your South Beach tour? Take us on it right now. Ooh, uh, well, Las Olas is probably um, my best tip because it's really cheap. It's the best Cuban that I've had in, uh, in, in South Beach. I think it's like South 6th and Collins. Um, and then the Matador restaurant. There's so many hotel restaurants. That's where a lot of the good food is in South Beach. Um, Jeremiah Bullfrog has a food truck in Wynwood. Really good. He's a Cooking Issues fan and friend. See, it's like you, you run across all these people in all your years here, and then I'm, I'm just lucky. Yeah. I'm really lucky. I also love the synergy of uh, food and music. You know, those two worlds couldn't have collided in a better way for you. Mm-hmm. Um, having full service here and bringing some of your best friends, DJs, producers, and, you know, you guys to get to come and jam. I mean, yeah. that's what you really get to do. You get to let those creative juices flow. Um, you've played Bonnaroo, you know, numerous times Four now. years in a row now, yeah. And it's just so funny to note that, yes, there's all this amazing music in your playing, but there's also all this amazing food happening at these festivals as well. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's a rite of passage for a festival now. You can't launch a, a major music festival in this country without having a really serious food program. The people, you know, they'll, you'll have raised eyebrows everywhere. It's like, well, what's what's your food truck pavilion? And that wasn't the case five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. So that's really, and there are so many music festivals now. It's insane. From a food standpoint, not music. Yes. What are your favorite food festival? I mean, music festivals. Music festivals, like food at music festivals, yeah. you're saying? Coachella does a really damn good job, I have to say. Um, they, they have an outstanding in the field table. So it's like uh, 40 people white tablecloth you know the outstanding in the field concept um and it's like a four course fine dining meal and the cool thing about that is coachella is always sold out but they reserve a certain amount of tickets that come with the food package so it's like a thousand dollar ticket and you get a tasting menu so you have a lot of kids that really want to get in but it's sold out so they splurge for the tasting menu and then they're sitting there having no idea what they're getting into right and then all of a sudden they're having this ceviche and these foods they've never tried so you see that same experience I described earlier, where they're like, wow, I never thought of food like this. Yeah. I mean, this exposure that you've received, too. Uh, let's talk about the gamut of cuisines that you now enjoy and cook. I mean, did you eat Indian food before coming no, to Heritage? No, 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 no. And now, I mean, maybe like the, the place with Christmas lights on First Avenue and 6th Street, you know? <laughs> did you eat Thai? Did you eat Sri Lankan? Not at all. No, I literally eat everything now. Um, 
for better or worse. <laughs> You've become a spice addict. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I regularly, even if I have like shitty takeout Chinese, I'm like grinding up some Szechuan peppercorn and throwing it all on top of it to up the spice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th this evolution of who you are through heritage, not that I have to remind you, I think you're fully aware of, of you know, what's happened here and what's happened to you through this. But, you know, someone coming into Heritage, maybe even as a guest, um, what would you tell them to take away from, you know, being able to have a platform to talk about food and these issues? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, kind of what I was talking about on Damon's show is because he asked a lot. Uh, we talked a lot about this as well. And what I said is, like, you can simulate that same experience. It's all free. All this information is free. And a lot of people pay good money to learn these types of things. They go to culinary school. Um or like I said, you talk to a waiter at a fancy place, you can hear those conversations here for free. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just such a big archive. It's kind of hard to know where to start is the thing. Yeah. Food scene's a great place to start. It's decent. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the amalgamation, again, of, of food and music. Uh, I know you produced countless rap albums in your bedroom when you were a teen. <laughs> yes. Uh, I once had Justin Warner on, and he rapped oh, yeah. about, you know, uh, wine. Move to pop, yeah. Have you ever combined those two things? Have you ever brought food, food to music? Yeah. Not, no, not yet. I should, especially because Odetta, uh, my girlfriend, and the, the music we produce together is kind of what's taking off right now, and her family started Two Boots Pizza. So that's like a funny and weird story because she was teaching radio at the Lower East Side Girls Club. Her family runs Two Boots Pizza. I'm doing radio at Roberta's Pizza, so it's like the only food radio couple I can think of yeah. in the world. But food hasn't found its way into the music yet. I'm sure it will. It will. Because we're actually surrounded a little bit by music. Mm -hmm. um, literally. And, literally. And we're going to get to that in a <laughs> second. Um, but, you know, your girlfriend being Cajun and, and, and that cuisine, mm. I mean, you, you went to New Orleans for the first time. Oh, my God. And talk about a culture that really emulsifies those two things so well. Yeah, yeah love at first sight. I think there, you can't find one person in New Orleans who doesn't love both food and music. It would probably be impossible. You know, you, like, get an Uber ride, and they're going on and on, either about their favorite place. They're like, oh, you're a tourist? Here are the places you should eat. Have you listened to WWOZ? Here's the music things you should check. I mean, everybody there. I mean, even the words are almost symphonic. I mean, from gumbo just being, like, this guttural thing, but how do you say it? Lanyap. You know, that, that, yeah. that, that free offering of food that's, like, Korean, you know, banchan. And it, it's just such a welcoming culture on so many levels. Yeah, and democratic. I think it's accessible to people uh, at all levels. I mean, like, the best meals I had were probably Dookie Chase and Willie Mae Scotch House, which are in Tremont, you know, and not highbrow. Why didn't I pick your brain earlier than, than you know, your goodbye? It's seven years you've been sitting, you know, 20 feet away from me, and I, I took you for granted in this way that, yes, I, I do ask Jack to do these very technical things, but, you know, the way you're speaking to me now... It's so well-versed in your head. Is that from listening to these shows, or is it from really vetting out what you believe to be uh, it's os truisms? It's osmosis, I think. You just around it long enough, and all of a sudden you find yourself repeating things that you've heard. I told Damon <laughs> I can fake my way around a lot of conversations and food, but I, I know some stuff now. Yeah, yeah, none of this is fake. This, this is reality. Yeah. And yeah. Um, a real special pleasure is I get to present to you a, a, a gift. It's also a gift to me because I'm a huge fan of these people standing around us, uh, Hungry March Band, which is 
the preeminent brass ensemble in New York, if not the country. I, I've seen dozens and dozens of shows uh, on, on cruises at the Mermaid Parade. Um, I believe you guys are playing one, what, this weekend in Coney Island as well? That's right. Excellent. Um, so in, in second line tradition, we are going <laughs> to listen to a, a couple jams in a sec. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and we're going to play you out for you know the rest of this show. But so Like I said, send me out to pasture. Absolutely. Well, grass-fed. You've been listening to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We'll be right back. This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery, calling in from Spring Mountain above the Napa Valley. Thank you for listening to this show. In our industrial world of highly processed food and wine, we support the values of Heritage Radio Network. All of us at Kane encourage you to seek out individuality and beauty in everything you eat and drink. To learn more about us, go to Kane5.com. Welcome back to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here today with Jack Inslee and surrounded by Hungry March Band. Um, a little info about what Hungry March is, and I'm going to point around whoever wants to speak, because there are literally dozens. Yeah, there's, a, there's a few speakers here, right? A few speakers here in the band. So, yeah, we're all standing here in this room, members of the Hungry March Band. And this is a band that has been going on for almost 20 years. In actually this Mermaid Parade, it's going to be the Hungry March Band's 20-year anniversary from its inception at that Mermaid Parade back in 1997. And, uh, you know, I mean, the band has gone through tons of changes. But I've always thought about the, the reason why it's the Hungry March Band, right, which fits in with this station, with this uh, show and everything. Right. Why are we hung- there's several different ways that we're hungry, right? We're hungry always for more and more, right? And we're also, you know, we're big eaters. If you bring us into a party, then we can yeah. <laughs> we'll like basically clear it out. Yeah, I just right? saw, I saw the number. I kept on asking, so how many of you are coming? Oh, maybe 7 and then it was like, oh, maybe 8, maybe 10, maybe 9 to 11. Like we we got to get these people yeah. some pizza. Well, you know, we always appreciate the yeah. pizza. And then, of course, there's also love the, the Hungry March. I've always thought about, like, the Hungry March, right? The band is walking and walking. It's suffering, right? Like, the Hungry oh, March. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the band is, like, suffering as it gets back to the place that it's supposed to be staying that night, just like Napoleon's march back from Russia, for example. Not that I have any. That's just one. And then last but not least, I think about New York, and the way that New York has always been, like, the town of the hungry, the town that feeds everyone. And we're, like, a New York band. We're from Brooklyn and Manhattan, Queens, Bronx, upstate. I mean, and people who just come to New York are, uh, are also in the band. Anyway, but we also, it's not just about food, but the music. We're mostly hungry for playing the music. Anyway, if anybody else wants to... Uh, to chime in. No, I, th- I just have one thing to say. When yeah. you're talking about the Taboots restaurant, mm-hmm. yeah, we have we our history goes way back with them. Oh, and really? we've often played and gotten paid in Taboots pizza. 
<laughs> Seriously. And we do like, fundraisers you know. for the Girls yeah. Club with the oh, Lori yeah. side. Oh, oh the you do the Mardi Gras club. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they put Johnny's picture on the menu, on the menu at Two Boots. <laughs> I looked at the menu. There was his photo. He's wearing a Mardi Gras mask. I totally didn't plan that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we're all pretty hungry for some music right now. Today's program is brought to you by Two Boots Pizza. <laughs> TwoBootsPizza.com. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, let, let's play some right, songs. Let's, let's do Boozy Bossa. The amazing thing, like, I, I've seen you guys march before, and I've always pictured myself being part of that march or within, and I mean, I, I just lived it right there. I was, I was in the center of Hungry March Band, and it couldn't have been better. Stationary march. Yeah, and it, we, we could all fake march right now. Um, what, what do we have up next? I uh, will hit you with the witcher witcher. Hit me. What? <laughs> what? 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 Thank you. 
there are not enough of us to clap for you. There are more musicians than there are audience in here. Uh, yeah. You know what? You know what's kind of amazing? Thinking there it is. There we go. We we got it on the soundtrack. Um, you know about all these world brass traditions that you guys play, and you know from New Orleans to Balkan Gypsy, New York punk, Bollywood, Jamaican ska. Uh, Detroit funk. I mean, it, it, it's very similar in you know how we think about food. You know, there are all these global cuisines, but you know, at, at its core, we all have the same instruments. You know, we have a kitchen. We we have you know uh, a knife. We have you know a pantry, and we can build all these amazing and beautiful different things around it. So it, it just. It just goes to show that with something so simple and a passion behind that, that you can really explore, you know, the world. So w what kind of style of music do we just hear? <laughs> but I would like to say, if I was a vegetable, I'd be a zucchini. If I was a, a some kind of a <laughs> utensil, or I would be a blender, I think, in the kitchen. Yeah. And I play saxophone. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely thought the blender thing about you when yeah. I first met you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a high tech egg beater. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm also starting to think. I mean, we we can talk about this after the show, but I, I may need a house band, and th this seems fitting. And I mean, HRN plus HMB, it only kind of makes sense. But we'll, we'll chat. That um, good. Yeah. I'd like to buy a vowel. Yeah. <laughs> All the consonants. Uh, yeah. Let, we got any more music to play? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's Absolutely. let's do that. World music.
I, I knew I couldn't keep you standing for too long. I saw people marching in place because you are the hungry march band. And I mean, if, if you haven't gotten enough of them already, you know, haven't gotten your fill, uh, two free sets this Sunday? Correct. This Saturday, 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 Saturday August 20th at the Coney Island Busker Festival. That's at Coney Arts Wall Space at 5.15 and 6.15, and it's free. 6, 5.15 and 6. 5.15 and 6, and it's, the and it's free. And it's, it's going to be amazing. It's I mean, the first this... festival, a busker festival ever at Coney Island. Oh, excellent. You guys, you guys have this attachment to Coney Island. Aside from the Mermaid Parade, is it the Nathan's Hot Dogs? It's <laughs> <laughs> the fries. The ocean. It's the fries. And the ocean, yeah. And we always march oysters. people into the ocean at the end of the parade. It's a good move. Yeah. I wish we had an ocean to march Jack into. <laughs> that is like the meanest thing I think I've ever said on yeah, this really. show. <laughs> Um, I have to say, being in the like, it's like being in the eye of the storm, being like right in the middle of this. In the, I don't know, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. If you haven't stood this close, to the <laughs> yeah. If you haven't been inside a yeah. marching band, you should do so. Good stuff. Um, I just wanted to say thank you again to everybody, uh, Kane Five for sponsoring music at the top of the show by Cookies, but obviously music for the rest of the show by hungry march band thank you again for being here awesome stuff david for engineering and everybody at heritage radio network.org for making this show and many others like it possible and of course to mr jack insley who we will sadly see go but to a great radio gig yeah I'll be uh, opening a brand new project actually in washington dc not so dissimilar from this um should be called Full Service Radio. We're working out the details, but it's going to be a very exciting podcast studio network in a very exciting public space. So definitely stay tuned for that. I'm at Jack Insley on Twitter and Instagram. Probably the best place to follow me. And uh, yeah, more to come. That's going to be in the fall, winter in Washington, D.C. So if you're listening and you're from D.C. and you want to get involved in radio, get in touch with me. And I don't know which way you guys do it, whether or not the band follows the person out or the person follows the band out, but let's walk Jack out of this studio. <laughs> we're definitely going to D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll march to D.C. Yeah, right we're, we're marching all the way to D.C. <laughs> I didn't tell you that. All the way to D.C. That's why it's going to take until the fall. Yeah, exactly. right. We'll That's get there when the, when the spot opens. That's right. But thank you again, Jack Insley, Hungry March Band, Heritage Radio. This is the season finale. That can't be beat. I'm Michael Harlan Turkel, and hope to have you back here some Tuesday at 3. What up, Aaron? What up, Patrick? Cheers. Thanks, Jack. All right.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.